$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. I'm in my car and he's like, listen, this is one of the hardest phone calls we've ever had to make. And they're like, Bravo's just going to go in a different direction. And they've offered you three episodes for this season. And I said, are you fucking kidding me right now? And they're like, well, you know, this is what they're offering. I said, fuck off. And I hung up. Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Tamara Judge right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. I've executive produced top-rated programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Additionally, I have created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, owns number one rated love and marriage franchise and TV One's Hollywood Divas, just to name a few. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, you guys. So today's guest on Reality with the King is the myth, the woman, the legend, Tamara Judge. Let me tell y'all something. I started watching The Real Housewives of OC because of Tamara. Let's be clear. She was the right amount of mess, but funny. And she brought something so different to the OC franchise that the moment I laid eyes on this blonde bombshell, I was hooked. And what's so funny is this is my first time meeting Tamara. And when I say to you, it won't be the last because she and I (laughs) became the best of friends after this interview. We text, talk shit almost every single day. I love her. She is now one of my favorite people in the world. I really cannot wait until you guys take in this conversation. You're going to see a very different side of Tamara Judge. You single-handedly, Tamara, changed the way Housewives was organized and orchestrated. (laughs) Do you accept that? I didn't even realize it. 
honestly, until um, I read part of the book that came out, Dave Quinn's book, All Not All Diamonds and Rosé. And I'm like, the, all the producers gave me so many, so much credit and props for kind of changing things and putting Housewives on the map. How did they find you? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story. It had only been on for two years. I knew about it because it was, you know, right in my backyard filming. And my girlfriend and I lived next door to each other and we were on AOL IM. I was in my office. She was in her office and we're drinking wine, chatting on there. And she's like, oh my gosh, look at this. There's a casting call for the Real Housewives of Orange County. You should go. And I'm like, hell no. Why the fuck would I want to do that? I go, I'm not interesting. I'm not exciting. I don't really do anything. I'm just, a, I'm an actual housewife and I had my real estate license. I did a part-time. My kids were so little that I thought there's just no way. So jokingly, I filled it out like a, I don't know, an 18 year old horny boy <laughs> and just totally, I didn't send pictures, nothing. And they called me immediately and they're like, Hey, we got your application. They left me a voicemail because I didn't know the number. And I'm like, Oh my God, really? So I tell Simon, you know, my husband at the time, Simon, I'm like, uh, Housewives wants to interview me. And I thought he'd be like, no, this is a hard no. And he's like, oh, call him. And I'm like, okay. So I called him. They came over. They interviewed me. They sent me like a stack of paper. They like, gave me a stack of papers. I, I mean, hundreds of papers for me to fill out. And I just threw them in the drawer. I just didn't think there was any chance that anything. Then they call me back like two weeks later. I was like, hey, did you fill those papers? I'm like, no. And they're like, can we come over again? I'm like, sure. So they met my kids and my husband at the time and all that. And then next thing I know, they're like, hey, you got it. I'm like, what? Shut the fuck up. He's like, no, you fucking got it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And then the rest is history. And that was 16, 17 years ago. And you were iconic then. You're iconic now. I remember watching you and my favorite season was when Gretchen came on. Hold on to your daddies. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Gretchen. <laughs> And the whole, like, get Gretchen wasted. Like, I don't think the world understand this. I will always give you your props because you are such a force. So that's why when you were fired, and I love that you're like, say fire. Like, I was fire, guys. Like, I'm not one of yeah. those housewives who's like, well, you know, it was a mutual decision. Like, no, a bitch was fired. A bitch was fired. You know what I mean? And I, I listened to your story about the phone call that was placed. And I got to be honest with you. I felt so bad for you because I do this for a living. And I look at someone like you who literally gave everything to that show. I did. And you were so transparent. You left nothing on the table. And the crew loved you. And you were so respectful of the crew to receive a phone call that you were not asked back. In that very moment, did you feel betrayed or did you feel like a failure? Um, I felt both. Um, it was really weird because I had a good season. I didn't expect it. They called me to do my... Um, you know, the pre-filming, they sit with you and talk about what's going on. So that was already scheduled. So let me explain that to the audience. So what happens is before a new season starts, producers meet with the cast. Um, we have one-on-one um, -on -one meetings with each housewife in their homes or at a restaurant. And we get insight based on what their storyline would be for the upcoming season. So you you went through that entire process. Well, I had, the, I had it scheduled for Friday and they called me on a... Sunday or a Saturday and I was camping. I was, and I didn't have any cell reception and I had a bunch of my friends there and, and, um, we'd have to drive up to the hill to the road to get cell service. So every so often I would go up there 
and just to check on the kids or whatever. And I went up there and I saw like these text messages from Alex and Doug, who are, are work for the production company. And um, they're like, hey, can you talk? Can you talk? And uh, we need to talk to you. And I said, hey, sorry, I don't have good cell reception. And what's going on? He's, they're like, we'd rather say talk to you in person. I went, oh, shit. Shit. Did give away. So I literally, yeah. In order for me to get good service, I had to drive down the street and um, I'm in my car and he's like, listen, this is one of the hardest phone calls we've ever had to make. And they're like, Bravo is just going to go in a different direction. And they've offered you three episodes for this season. And I said, are you fucking kidding me right now? And um, they're like, well, you know, this is what they're offering. I said, fuck off. And I hung up. I was, and I got back to the camp and I was hysterically crying, hysterically, like it ruined my last day on my trip. And I'm like, you know, and, and Eddie's like, yeah, thank God. No. <laughs> he was all excited. <laughs> like, listen, you had a good run, you know, but my initial thought was just like devastation. Like I felt betrayed. I sent them a text. Thank God it didn't go through because my reception was bad. I'm like, you guys are fucking assholes. I can't believe you did this to me. You're liars. What you are, you're liars. And it never went through. I don't think because I didn't have any reception, but you know, then, you know, I got a text from Andy. He's like, listen, when, when uh, you feel better, give me a call. So I got home. I tried to like, you know, wrap my brain around what is going on. I did feel like a big failure. I felt like I got kicked out of the cool girls club. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're not good enough to sit with us anymore. Go sit over at that lunch table. Yeah. And then, um, I, it was just scary. So I called Andy. I said, listen, I did not expect this. And he says, listen, he goes, just think of it this way. When they ask you back, it's going to feel real good. And the, and the viewers are going to be really happy. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sure what that means. When he said that, now that hindsight is 2020, to make that comment is very cryptic. Do you think it was a decision that Andy may have disagreed with? I think so. I think so. Me too. Yeah. You know, of course, I haven't heard anything since then. <laughs> oh, my love. Listen, yeah. I'll, I'll, let me ask this person. I'm going to tell you what I know as somebody who's on the inside. Right. Okay. Vicky had a horrible reunion, right? The last reunion she was on? Her last reunion. So Vicky got demoted the season you were full time, but that was both your last season. You both got let go. We all saw the writing on the wall for Vicky. Did you think that mm, this may be Vicky's last season instead of your own? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I thought that Vicky was going to go because they demoted her um, and that I would have another season. Yeah. And even me watching your last season, what I saw on Twitter at the time was a lot of people felt you were playing to the cameras. I actually heard that uh, Bravo said the same thing. I was playing to the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that? No. No, I was in a terrible place in my life at that time. I was in this multi-million dollar lawsuit and I have never been in a lawsuit before. I wasn't allowed to talk about so many things that were going on in my life. Um, money was flying out the door just to um, um, protect myself, you know, to the attorneys and to fight this. And I was scared. I was super scared. So I couldn't, I had to be careful what I said. I had to be careful what I did. And inside, I was just like crumbling. And, you know, it was just a shitty season for me in the sense that they cut out so much of my stuff. They cut out my business stuff that we filmed multiple. We had a big housewife party, you know, at the launch of my, my CBD company, like all these things. We had meetings there. We had housewives coming in and talking to me. Like they cut it all out. They went as far as to blur the bottle, even if they saw it in my house. 
And I'm like, as time was going on, I'm like, oh shit. I knew when it was airing, I'm like, they're pushing me out. I knew. So, and then, so I would, that's why I called the producers liars when I text them because I'd ask them, I'm like, are you, am I done? Are you pushing me out? Because this is what it kind of looks like. You're making me look bad. You're like, it's just everything they possibly could have done to make me look bad. They did. Do you feel like they had to get rid of you and Vicky to make Kelly Dodd the face of that particular season? I don't know. I really don't know because then they went around and fired her the next season. Yeah, but they fired her for reasons you and I both know because she, in, in someone else's quote, she was on the wrong side of history. Yeah. So me being a producer, what my sensibilities said was Kelly obviously is a star. We all can admit, listen, disagree with her or agree with her. When it comes to reality TV, Kelly Dodd is a star. She is, 100%. Full stop. When they let go of you and Vicky, the OGs, I felt that they are making Kelly Dodd the face of this franchise and they need to bring in new blood to make it the Kelly Dodd show because every show needs a queen bee. Mm -hmm. And I felt that they wanted Kelly to be the queen bee. Not, Not saying that that's the truth. That's what I got from it. But you didn't feel that way. I don't know. I I never thought about that. I never thought it. I never saw it that way. You know, I try not to think that there is like one girl on the show that is, it's, you know, is it the Heather DeBrow show this year? Is it the Kelly Dodd show this year? (laughs) I see your face. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an ensemble cast. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. When it comes to an ensemble cast, every ensemble has, like, the Queen Bee, right? So I'll just say, like, for OC, it was Vicky. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you were a great addition to that show. Vicky started it. She was the Queen Bee, right? And the fact that they tried to make Heather DeBrell the Queen Bee of this season um, was the worst decision ever in life. It's not working out. Heather DeBrell was a flop this season, you cannot have a Heather DeBrow type be the queen bee of an ensemble cast because the essence of a queen bee is somebody who is likable and somebody who all the ladies can rally around with. In no way, shape, or form do I believe in my lifetime that the likes of Heather DeBrow will be friends with Gina. I agree with that. I think that's the one thing that is like so ridiculous like to have gina and heather like best friends right out the gate is like huh we're both from new jersey east coast we're gonna go to new york city and eat pizza Woo-hoo! i know i know i was actually in new york when that happened i was um doing a photo shoot for the ultimate girls trip and um they called me and they're like hey let's go out can you film with us tomorrow and i'm like no sorry no, <laughs> I can't. No, I'm 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 an icon, I'm a legend, and I'm the moment. No, thank you. I just for me, like, you know, I appreciate everything that Bravo has done for me and and I hope that they appreciate everything I've done for them. But I'm not just gonna pop into the show and just be like, here I am. Because to me it was just a little bit of, you know, desperado and um my time's worth money. Oh, baby, and you're worth every penny. And please, they're not gonna use you for promos. When it comes to Housewives of OC, I do believe you are going to get asked back. And let me tell you why. Okay. Unlike most fired housewives, you have always been gracious. You don't shit talk the network. No. You don't shit talk the franchise. No. You're petty here and there about the ratings because the ratings are 
not as great as it was last season during COVID, nor the high-rated season that you were on. You show up for Andy. You and Andy have a great relationship. Your tits are in his <laughs> den in the set. <laughs> Two sets. <laughs> Andy defends you when Noella tried to throw you shade. Andy Cohan defended you, girl. I know. Girl, he loves you. He we have a good, we have a good relationship for sure. He didn't talk to you backstage at Watch What Happens Live and said, wink, wink, let's talk. No. And um I've actually talked to him since then because I have another show opportunity right now. And I'm just, I can't say what it is right now, but um I had to let him know because I said, listen, there's a lot of talk about me coming back. And I know it's way too soon for that to even like the conversations to even happen. The show still, they haven't even shot. I mean, they shot the reunion, but they haven't even aired the reunion yet. So those decisions I think are made after the end of the show. See how the reunion goes. If somebody flops, you know, this is their last chance. They're gone. Right. And so I said, I have this opportunity. It films in May, June. I don't know what your schedule is, but I just wanted to let you know. And he said, okay, thank you. I don't know yet, but can you give the information to production? So you gave it to Alex and Doug. I did. President and CEO of Evolution Media that produces OC Housewives yes. and Beverly Hills. Which they are great. I love them both. They're they're both one of the best human beings in the world. Like those two guys are just, first of all, they're brilliant. Yes. And they are the sweetest guys in the world. They they have no mean bone in their bodies. They don't. I will always give Evolution their props and they make fantastic television. They really do. Yeah. But let me, let me ask you, um, knowing that I have a big mouth, mm -hmm. would you tell me, hey, by the way, we want you to come back. No, you'd wait till the last minute. <laughs> you have a point there. But listen, <laughs> I follow you on Twitter. You love to tease the girls. You'll, you'll take a picture on your grand staircase, holding a phone and say, oop, the call I've been waiting for, or, or, or something, <laughs> you know, cryptic like that, right? Uh, which I think is great because those Housewife fans, baby, they hang on to every word, and, and I love that. They do. I will say this. I would be too afraid to lose you. They need me right now. I need you right now. <laughs> I stopped watching OC after episode seven. Yeah, it's been a little difficult. Difficult means boring. Difficult means hard to watch. Difficult means a hard pass. Yeah, I'm not shading anybody on the cast, but it takes a special somebody and a certain personality to shine on reality TV. And I feel like we have a, a handful of girls on OC that don't, they're not qualified. And when you watch the show now, do you feel like they ruined your show? I feel like there's room for improvement, for sure. You know, I hear a lot of the girls saying this is a transition year. They're bringing in a new cat. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Me neither, because it doesn't exist. I've never heard that before. It's a trans transition year. No, no. You're just saying like you, there's new people in here. So if it sucks, it's because we're in transition. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what it means. Well, listen, it's not, it's not horrible. The show's not horrible. It's just, for me, it's very hard to judge Orange County. I can watch Atlanta. I can watch New Jersey right now and just be like, holy shit, this is good TV. But when I watch Orange County, because I was part of that cast, it's just, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to judge. So that's why I leave a lot of it up to Teddy, who gets me in trouble all the time <laughs> because she's just calling it like it is. 
And I'm saying, I keep going, just wait, just wait till Beverly Hills airs. And you're going to, I'm going to have to say things about Kyle or somebody, which I wouldn't, cause I absolutely love her, but you know, it's, it's hard for me to recap OC because I'm like, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more of my conversation with Tamara Judge. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my conversation with my girl, Tamara Judge. So if you were to come back, because I believe that in order for Heather to come back, that Kelly had to go. Yeah. Okay, you you agree with me? I do agree with that. I don't think that Heather has any control over who stays and who goes. It's not like, um, okay, well, I'll come back, but you got to fire that person because they don't play like that. No, they don't. They don't play like that. They, you know, it's their decision who goes. And I do think that Kelly went, as you said, because of some political stuff, um, unfortunately, and she would have never worked with Heather. I, I personally think it'd be great TV. Take us back to Ireland. That was great TV. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't broke. I don't know why they had to fix it. Speaking of fix, so if you were asked to come back and if you had the power to come back to the show, who would you get rid of and who would you want to bring in with you? Well, I think that I would get rid of um, Emily. Gina's on the fence. I feel like she's evolving as time goes on. I kind of like Noella on the TV. I know that's not a popular choice, but I feel like it was her first season. She was trying to act a little bit, but she's beautiful. She has great comebacks, great comebacks. Like when I called her the village idiot (laughs) on Watch What Happens Live and she said something like, oh, coming from the most iconic village idiot. I literally sent her a DM. I'm like, girl, that was good. That was good. (laughs) Yes, Tamara, I love you so much. Because I, I I like, if I could poke fun of people, like if they poke fun of me back, like I'm like, yeah, bring it. But uh, I don't, I don't, I have super thick skin. I don't really give two shits about that. But I feel like Noella can be, like if she gets another chance, I feel like if she learns from the mistakes she did, then she, she could be a really good housewife. Jen Armstrong, bye. Goodbye. I mean, there's no other word. <laughs> I, I don't want to see another, another marriage breakup. Like we've seen it bazillion times. I don't want to see a marriage breakup. I don't want to see a vow renewal. I, I, I don't want any of that. It's played. And it, she just, you know, she went into it and I, we have a, some mutual friends. I just want to promote my business. I just want to promote my business. And it kind of shows. I heard that too. Yeah. There's a lot of infomercial going on on Orange County right now. You did not mention Shannon. I want her there so I can come back. Take care of some business. Yes! And that's why you are one of the greatest housewives of all time, honey. Yes! I don't hate Shannon. I do not hate her at all. I actually have, I have love for her. Just very disappointed and hurt by her actions. So I would love to go back and discuss that. And what's interesting is you were so beloved by the fans and the crew. And Shannon doesn't seem to be the nicest when it comes to her relationship with the producers and the crew. And and do you feel like, well, damn, bitch, I'm the nicest to the crew. I'm the nicest to production. I give my life. You got Shannon over here who takes off her mic if it gets too hot in the kitchen and who yells at you guys, but she gets to stay. Yeah, and calls them in the middle of the night screaming. So yeah, no, that was, that was hard for me. That was really, really hard for me to wrap my brain around. It's like, 
I give you my all. I'm good to everybody. I'm respectful to the network. Have I pissed them off before? I'm sure I have. But for the most part, like I was a really good employee. And to see, like to be kicked to the curb and see other people that maybe don't treat the crew well, maybe lie about what they're showing, making up storylines, treat production bad. And I'm like, well, what, what kind of message are you putting out there that you can treat production like shit, make up storylines yeah. and still be employed. To me, I'm a business owner. I look at those things in detail. Like, that, no. No, I don't play those games. If you're mean to the crew, you're out. That's, 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 that's always been my philosophy, period. Point, full stop. End of story. The crew and the talent are, are working together. They're, they're, they're equals as far as I'm concerned. They are total equals. And you can't like, they're making a show for Bravo. And we're all doing this together. Like we're a team. Like there's no room for you to go and tell them off or take your mic off or I'm not doing that. Or, you know, it's just, it's bad behavior. So when it comes to the announcement that Bravo is splitting the New York City franchise into two, obviously the New York City franchise is the second installment after OC. Do you think that they need to do that to the OC? Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm listen, I'm super excited about all these new shows that are coming out. Like Dubai. When I saw the the artwork and everything, I'm like, this is how you do it. This is how like it looks so good. Miami, holy shit. Fantastic. Fantastic. I don't know why they're on Peacock. I mean, I don't know that one's better better than the other, but I don't understand why they went straight to Peacock and then went over to Bravo. So I thought, Oh, I'll tell you. Okay, I want to know. And then I instantly thought like Dubai was gonna go straight to Peacock because I was told a couple of years ago from somebody from the inside that works at NBC that um, in the next two years, this is what's going to happen. Some of the shows that are not doing so well, they're going to transfer them over to, to Peacock and that's where they're going to go. And then they're going to start creating new shows, new franchises. Mm. So I thought, oh, okay, this is it. They're, we're going to all start going to Peacock because streaming really is where it's at. No disrespect to Bravo, but I'm sure they know that as well. Like the ratings are going down. You know what? The ratings are going down everywhere, everywhere, every show is going down. So I thought, oh, sure, they're all going to go to Peacock, but no. Yeah, no. No. So tell me why they're on Peacock, because I have not gotten a straight answer about that. Okay, this is the straight answer. Again, not saying confirmed sources, but Peacock is a new subscription in the streaming space. In order for Peacock to have subscribers, you need people to sign up. So you need shows on Peacock that is worthy of people spending $4.99 every month to watch a show. Right? Because they're not going to watch repeats of all these Housewife franchises. So Miami, coming back from the dead, was, <laughs> was an experiment to see if they were able to get people excited enough to subscribe to Peacock because you need the subscription. And because Miami, and me and you agree on this, was a fantastic season, it now said, okay, we've built an audience on streaming. So to your point you just made five minutes ago... They now have said because of Miami Housewives and because of Optimus Girls Trip, we now have proven that an audience will pay to watch content on this platform versus waiting five months until it's on Bravo. That being said, I believe that the legacy of New York will be on Bravo. And I think the reboot is going to be on Peacock. Oh, shit. Yes. I never even thought about it like that. Because, like you said about the ratings, I don't think you want to mess with the ratings anymore when it comes to New York City. Because if you try to make New York City 
have the same or higher ratings than this previous season, you're not going to accomplish that with some new faces. You're just not. Right. But if you got Bethany, Ramona, Jill, Luann, Tamara, me, you, and the world, we're going to tune into Bravo Tuesday night at 9 o'clock and watch it live. Yeah. What do you think that the, um, the new show, is it going to be like a full... 20 episodes? Is it going to be broken down to like Ultimate Girls Trip where it's only, you know, six to eight episodes? As a content creator, you go in thinking like, okay, we may have this amount of episodes. But of course, if the content is good, you get more. Yes. I believe they'll try to budget 10 episodes. And I think they can squeeze out 14 depending on how good it is. 12 or 14. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to do that to Orange County? I think they need to because this season has proven that you can't bring back a familiar face and expect that familiar face to connect with some newbies. Because again, the essence of the Housewives franchise was organic friendships. And that's why Miami worked. And when you watch Miami, they all know each other. I mean, Gurney was the wedding planner to Alex. It was right. All of those women had a history and that's why you enjoyed it. Even if you come back to the OC, it would still have to make sense in terms of your friendships and not just seeing a bunch of strangers live in a house. That's the real world on MTV. We don't need that. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like there's too many new faces and not a lot of organic friendships as much as they want to make it sound like, oh, we're best friends. I don't think so. I'm talking about Orange County. So how, how would you fix Orange County? I would bring you back, Vicky back. I will keep Heather. I will keep Shannon. And I will bring back one more wild card. Now, look, I love Gretchen Rossi because she is a bag of mess. And at the end of the day, her and Slade are the Spencer and Heidi of Bravo. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or insult, but take it either way. <laughs> it's not a compliment. <laughs> So I would watch it if it's Tamara, Vicky, Heather Debro, Shanna Bador, um, and and yeah, and Gretchen. I'm tuning in live, and I am going to call Doug and Alex to go on set. Yeah. What about Noella? Would you keep her with that cast? No. No. I think she should go on a WeTV marriage boot camp show with a new boyfriend. <laughs> The one show I would never do. I said, we TV. That's where housewives go to die. How did this are you saying? (laughs) I think Noella should do that. Oh, she will. She will. (laughs) Oh, she certainly will. Or she'll go on like um, the challenge. So let's talk about the ultimate girls trip. Let's. How dramatic, fun, juicy is that show? Oh my gosh. I was a little bit concerned about doing it because I'm like, how is this going to happen? Like there's girls that like some of them I knew, I didn't know them very well, but I knew them. Like put these girls that don't really know each other in a house and just to free for all, like see what happens. And um, oddly enough, we all understood the assignment. Yes. And we all, you know, I I really do think it's going to be great TV. And Andy keeps gushing about it. Um, You know, it's all in how they edit it and what shows, what doesn't show. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was exhausting because 
we were only there, I can't remember, it was like seven or eight days or something total. And it was nonstop work. And it had the whole feeling of Big Brother because there was cameras everywhere. I'm like, oh shit. So we would, Vicky and I would be in the kitchen eating cold pizza, you know, talking shit probably. And then I look up and I'm like, that camera over there is on and it's moving as I'm moving. <laughs> So those are the, those are the times that I'm like not looking forward to at all. Cause I'm like, you know, you get drunk and you forget about the cameras, who knows what's going to come out of your mouth, <laughs> but they knew what they were doing with those cameras. And what they were told us, these cameras are expensive. Do not cover them. Do not put anything over them. Don't touch them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you find that sort of reality fun? Because obviously you spend many years on, on housewives where you work a couple of days a week, a few hours a day, and you get to go home and have a life. How did it feel to be not trapped, but confined? Trapped. <laughs> trapped. It was hard. It was like I said, it was a lot of work. It was 18 hours that we would really film because we were filming constantly, even if the cameras were down. It was literally two, at least two crews during the day. They had, you know, they work and then they another one comes in. And um, you know, not a lot of sleep. We did not sleep a lot, a lot of drinking, um, a lot of events. There was a lot of events. So it's, it, I, I can't wait. I, I don't even know when it's coming out. I think June, we've been told so many different months, but the last I heard end of June. And do you think this one would top the first ultimate girls trip? I think it's different. Like they are in this very beautiful tropical place and, you know, it's just a different feel. I think that it's going to be more, um, more drama, which, you know, and ultimately that's what the fans like. They like the drama. So it's probably going to be more entertaining, but totally different feel from the first one. I liked the first one. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was. It was, it's really interesting. Now I remember years and years ago, Andy saying, you know, one day when Housewife starts winding down, we're going to take girls from different franchises, throw them on an island and see what happens. And when that came out, I'm like, oh, okay, this is happening. This is happening. I feel like things are happening at Bravo that we don't know yet. You know, like you say, like, well, why'd they get rid of you? Like you were a team player. You did this. You were great. Fans loved you. I think there's a bigger picture. I don't know what it is yet, but I do think there's a bigger picture. I agree with you. I think the OC will be split into a legacy and new women. Um, you, regardless of that, you are 100% coming back to the show. There's no doubt in my mind. So that show you have in, in May, is it a dating show? Well, it's not a dating show because you're married. Is it, a, is it a docu-series? Can you say that much at least? It's a competition show. It's a competition show. Okay, so you're not competing with the docu. So I think you'll be allowed to do it. Yeah, I will definitely be allowed to do it. I, we're just um, ironing out contract stuff right now. Yeah, so you're coming back. You heard it here first. <laughs> Carlos King gave you the exclusive. Tamara Judge, not confirmed, but confirmed by me. You are coming back to the OC Housewives, regardless. Do I get the intro? She's back. <laughs> they could bring Sheree back twice. They could bring you back, baby. I, I've heard that. It's like, uh, hello, hello, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I want a low key return. I want to be like, hey, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want anybody to know if I'm coming back. I'll tell you that right now. And I want it to be something like Heather's taking Shannon to lunch and she gets to the table and there I am. Ooh. I'll give you my phone number. At least text me if you're coming back and I promise I won't tell anybody. Okay. Okay. That's the deal. Did Denise Richards really try to sleep with you? <laughs> I, I, I have no comment on that. 
But is it being discussed on the ultimate girls trip with Brandy Glanville? Yes. If you wanted to, would you sleep with Denise Richards? If I wasn't married, yes. It's Denise fucking Richards. <laughs> Girl's hot. Hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. Okay, last question. Who is your Mount Rushmore of housewives? Kyle, Bethany, Vicky, and Nini. And then Andy, too. I feel like Andy's face needs to be up there as well. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, listen, I, when I, I have to say this, and I do mean this. You and Andy's relationship makes me so happy because as a producer, nothing makes me happy to know when my cast that I work with love me as much as I love them. And no matter if me and another cast member get into it, there's still love there. Yeah. And I see that with you and Andy. I really do. And it makes me happy to know that you guys still have a great relationship. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I love them. I adore them. Um, I mean, long history, 16, 17 years I've known him. Um, the hardest thing for me after, you know, acknowledging the fact and absorbing the fact that I wasn't coming back is missing the crew. That was so hard for me. Like these were guys that were, cause we pretty much had the same crew the entire time I was filming. And these are guys that were in my house, like all the time, every day. I mean, I remember my, my little son who's now 21 years old used to make them nachos and it's, that was hard. That was really tough. Not being a part of that family anymore and feeling like, okay, it's over. And it it was just such a huge, you know, the cast. Then there was Bravo going to Bravo and going to watch what happens live. And my relationship with Andy and my relationship with all the producers and the camera guy and the audio and the PA and Doug and Alex and all that, that, that was really so hard for me to not have them in my house. And I could tell your producers girl. So uh, on behalf of all the producers in the world, thank you. Um, We need Hmm. more women and men for that matter, like you who appreciates the crew as much as we appreciate the cast. So I, on behalf of the industry, want to thank you for the endless amount of effort, years, dedication that you brought to the OC. So I will give you your flowers virtually. Thank you. I will take them. Yes. So Tamara, where can people find you and listen to you and all those wonderful things? Yes, a two teas in a pod. Definitely. We air wherever you hear your podcast, we're there. Um, hashtag twats, which we like to call each other. And then, of course, on social media, Tamara Judge. And then if you're into CBD and a little bit of THC, I have my CBD line um, online, Vena CBD. And come see us at Cut Fitness. Yes. Well, thank you, Tamara Judge, legendary housewife who will make a comeback to the OC somehow, some way. <laughs> now you're just spreading rumors. And that is going to happen. Thank you, my love. That was a treat, right? Listen, the beauty of this podcast is I'm meeting people that I've also been a fan of for a very long time. And Tamara Judge is such an iconic cast member on the Real Housewives of Orange County. But she's so real. She's so relatable. And I feel like my conversation with her gives you guys a much better perspective on who she is, not just as an icon, but as a woman. She's so smart. And the fact that she's just not thirsty. (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. A lot of housewives who get fired off their shows, they A, love to release a statement saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going on to do other things. Tamara keeps it real. No, I was fired and it hurt my feelings. I respect that. And number two, she owns it. Like, would I like to go back to the OC? Absolutely. And last but not least, 
I strongly believe Tamara Judge is going to be asked back on The Real Housewives of Orange County. And when she does get asked, I'll make sure to get this exclusive interview where she talks about it. Thoughts? Opinions? Breathe, honey, yes! About my conversation with Tamara, email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag RealityWithTheKing. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.